Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight up screamer. Download our app today and enjoy straight up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. The big man working in tandem alongside uh, Sam Whitelock. It was beautiful to see him back, uh, honestly, when he ran out at uh, Forsyth Bar Stadium in Dunedin just the other day. And it was uh, equally good to see him coming on off the bench. Uh, as well in Hamilton. Uh, Chiefs man, of course, played over 100 games for the Chiefs. Hasn't played enough uh, for Hawke's Bay, as far as I'm concerned, but uh, he is uh, an absolute legend of the game. Uh, a little bit worried about the fact that he might not come back from Japan, but he, he of course, is now back and uh, fully operational back in the all-black jersey. And I imagine that he's pretty pleased to be doing that. He's just joined us on the line now. Good morning, Brody. How are you, boy? James Smith, how you going? I'm really good, mate. How's Japan, in all honesty? I mean, did you enjoy the, the sushi, the sake, the cultural side of it, first of all? Yeah, we loved it. It was um, it was an awesome experience. Like you say, the Japanese people, they were so so welcoming and warming, and, and we got amongst trying all the different foods and the drinks and doing a little bit of travel. Um, we were a little bit restricted the second season with you know, COVID, and understandably they want us to try not to catch it so we could play, but um, on the whole, it was still a great experience. A lot of players say that it's a little bit of a hard culture to pick up because it's so different from New Zealand, but you sound as if you sort of embraced it. Yeah, I think um, we're probably a little bit lucky in our club too. We had um, seven, seven or eight um, New Zealand players and a, and a South African and stuff, so we had plenty of um, familiar faces around us. You could say so, and also when we arrived, um, Andy Ellis had been there for five or six seasons, so he could point us in the right direction. So yeah, it seemed to be um, pretty seamless, I think. Brody, if I, if I asked you what standard of rugby would the club rugby you've been playing at in, in Japan compared to a standard of rugby back in New Zealand, what would you to sort of say it equated to? Um, I think it would, you know, probably be at the lower, no, sort of some lower kind of level super rugby, probably. To feel like the the speed and skill is is pretty good um, on you know five or six teams, but yeah, you can't deny there's no hiding the physicality is nowhere near a super rugby level on that side of it. Um, and saying that, you know, the kind of top. Six teams, you know, your Panasonic, your Kubota, Suntory, um, those sorts of teams, they, they are on a pretty good standard, but there's, there's still quite a divide between, you know, the whole competition, you could say, I think, at the moment. So now that you're back home, what kind of uh, adjustments? Has it been a bit of a, a playing culture shock to get back into an all-black camp, which is 
probably more high intensity. Has it been a bit of a culture shock to, even though you knew what you were probably going into, has it been hard to get used, used to it again? Uh, it hasn't been too bad. Uh, there was certainly some, I think the first time we at, at training, packed down the scrum, um, I stood up on the old back, wasn't quite, you know, the, just the load and the pressure of going through a, especially like a, a test level scrum was um, a mile apart of what I've been used to. Um, and then in saying that, it had been a few weeks since I last played and playing 80 minutes down to Eden. Um, the other week I was pretty sore for three or four days afterwards. So, yeah, I guess, you know, getting back to the speed and physicality of test rugby in particular is, is taken a little bit. But on the whole, um, yeah, I've just been trying to get stuck in and trying to get back to a good level. Well, I didn't uh, play you against Tonga, and that was a cakewalk, 102 nil, and, and obviously the physicality side of it just wasn't there in that match. But Fiji certainly gave you uh, a little bit more than perhaps you even were expecting. Uh, that was uh, an amazingly competitive, physical, physicality-wise, two-match two series. Yeah, it was crazy. I think, you know, obviously the, the Tonga game was a bit of a um, <laughs> a big victory. And then, yeah, I think the Fijians, you know, they come out and Dunedin certainly and, and put up under pressure for a lot of that game. And like you say, they um, big men that just ran hard and straight. Um, but, you know, it was a bit of a learning for the team. I think you've got to expect that every week, you know, it's test rugby and like it's not going to get any easier this, this season in particular with, you know, like South Africa and Argentina and the Australians coming down to New Zealand. It's what we've got to expect every week from now on. Has the environment, the all-black environment, changed? You've been out of it for, for two years. Um, has it changed in any way, really, for you? Uh, there's still the, the, the base system, similar, you know, the same the same values and, and the way we want to play and, and stuff like that. I think um, you know, the one thing I kind of notice is, is the, the young players or the younger players, I say, like you know, Kira and um, David Harvey and, and boys like that have just now probably feel a bit more comfortable and I think um, that probably shows on the field and at training that the kind of younger players that have come through New Zealand rugby are now stepping up to test level and you know, that's pretty awesome to see I think It's uh, 9.12 here on SENZ and we're talking to uh, All Black Lock Brody Retallick who is back in the fold and aren't uh, we glad about that uh, Greg Feek is your scrum coach, and, and John Plumtree, the forwards coach. Uh, so what are their styles like? Yeah, they're good. They're, they're good. Um, you know, Feeky obviously has spent a bit of time in Ireland, so um, he's very technical and um, and doing some great work. You know, it's different to what I'd been used to with Mike Cron, but um, yeah, definitely not in the bad way, so it's getting used to the way they, they want things done. And... Um, uh, which is good, and also you know it's a little bit refreshing, and and uh, change is always good. So, yeah, I, I think you know, especially scrum and line out time, we're going to see some results. But you know, like we say, there's going to be some more pressure put on us in the next um, upcoming series. So we'll see how we're going then. Yeah, well, that starts, of course, on August the seventh, all going well. And that's the other thing: the world that we're living in at the moment, mate. You can only plan for what is on the calendar, but you just don't know, do you? That there's a great uncertainty about whether that game, even with uh, travel problems in Australia, whether that might eventuate. Yeah, that's right. I know I've been talking to a few people um, this week, you know, being back down around the bay and kind of saying what the season's looking like and they kind of look at you with a bit of shock. But, yeah, I guess, you know, with what's going on, you can only kind of plan for what's in front of us, but you expect 
change pretty quickly. So, yeah, who, who kind of knows, I suppose. Well, the Aussie scene has changed, obviously, since you were around uh, international rugby. Of course, one of your great mates and uh, former coach, Dave Rennie, is in charge there. You know exactly what his style is like. What would you be, uh, having seen uh, and being very competitive against France and, and in the end uh, just running out winners in that series, what would you be expecting from uh, an Australian side? Yeah, it's going to be interesting coming up against Rennes, but you know, I think, well, if, if I, like we kind of used to play with it, Keith, you know, he wants a four pack that's going to roll the sleeves up and you know, scrum and more and be physical around the breakdown. Um, I think yeah, they've got some pretty exciting backs. And um, you know, one thing about Rennes' style of play, he was always prepared to give it a crack, even if it was only from your own try line. If it's on, it's on. So you know, you're going to have to be aware and be ready for anything that they're going to throw against you. Um, yeah, coming off that victory against the French, they're going to be um, the belief's going to be high, and no doubt looking forward to getting into the Bledisloe. The locking stocks I, I talked about before are, are so strong at the moment. Uh, you know, what's the environment like for you? I mean, you owned you owned your gig when you before you went to Japan, but now of course uh, Scotty Barrett's been there in your absence, and now Pat Tuipulotu is, is making a charge as well. Is it more competitive, you've noticed, uh, to get that jersey, perhaps alongside Sam Whitelock? Yeah, I think so. There's obviously, like say, those boys have um, been playing really well. And, and there's five of us. I think it's the first time it's been five locks in the All Black squad since I've been there. So um, that shows you know how much talent's around. And, you know, I guess even against all positions, you know, like in the battle and out, there's some strong competition in the midfield, but you know, competition for a um, any place or even your own is only good because it keeps pushing you along and you don't get comfortable. So, yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. And um, I like, like to say, I'll put my best foot forward out there and show what I can do. And um, yeah, hopefully be packed on Saturday. Tupu Vai, of course, is uh, lock number five, and uh, he's only just really arrived on the scene and very much the apprentice in the group that is ahead of him at the moment. Back in the bay, how have you enjoyed? being back in the bay compared to being in Tokyo. <laughs> well, like you said about the cultures, it's probably a, a world apart. You know, you're driving down the roads and the apple trees and the orchards and whatnot. But, um, yeah, we've been loving being back in the bay. It's been great. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to enjoying it some more. We talked to Sam Kane the other morning, and he th- he's re- rehabilitating and trying to work his way back into rugby at some point later in the season. He said he would be looking forward to playing for Bay of Plenty, just for a Hawks base point of view, is there any semblance, any semblance? I mean, bearing in mind we've got the shield, mate, is there any semblance of a chance we might see you in the black and white hoops? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure. Um, I, I, I would, I'd have loved to. Um, I guess it depends if I'm pl- um, playing test matches or getting much game time there. Um, will be the one, but yeah, I, I also... I'd also like to think maybe in, in a few years as um, the career comes to an end that I'd hopefully get a chance to be able to pull on and play a few games here or there if they needed me. So um, not too sure about that right now, but hopefully in the future I'd love to get a few more games. On the- Just one final question. Oh, mate, if you're there, I'm there. I, I promise you. I'll, I'll deem it to be on the sideline if you, if you deem it um, the right thing to turn up. So I'd, I'd really look forward to interviewing after a successful Ranfurly Shield defence. Just one final question, Brody, on uh, on Japan. Uh, you haven't been back from Japan that long. Of course, the Olympic Games has been a talking point. COVID has been around a long time. 
What did you sense? What did you sense uh, from the man on the street, the people that you've been in contact with, about the Olympics and, and their attitude towards the Olympic Games taking place when you were there? Yeah, it was it was a little bit hard to um, keep up, obviously, with you know, everything being Japanese. But from what we see and you know, what we talk to, people understood that I think the Japanese culture or people population on the whole were kind of against the Olympics. So they, they weren't really wanting to have it. Um, I know there was a kind of a, a poll or a vote that went out and then it was in big favour of the Olympics not happening. Um, but yeah, I guess, I guess it's a pretty spot to call it off or, or um, postpone it again. Um, I know they're trying to put their best foot forward, but yeah, it'll be... Well, I hope it plays out well, but it'll be interesting to see what comes in you know, the next sort of two or three weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, certainly well, mate. Uh, all eyes on Tokyo at the moment. At least uh, we've got some action underway overnight. Hey, Brady Ritalik, uh, thanks very much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I've got to say, on behalf of rugby fans, it's so damn good to see you back in that black jersey. We'll catch you at Eden Park uh, in a couple of weeks' time, mate. Go well. No worries. Thank you very much. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.